Hello there, Internet, and welcome back to There Goes a Big One podcast, the podcast where two idiots talk about video games. I'm idiot number one and your host, Matt Hines, and joined joined joining me, as always, is idiot number two, Guy Wakem. Hello, hello. Oh god, I couldn't even get the intro going. Oh, that's not gonna be a good it's not a good sign. <laughs> I like how you said joined. Like as if I've like passed away. I was joined by him back in the time. Back before the old wars. Oh what a time that was. Back before Monster Hunter controlled my life. Well that was always in a mind. This is true. I remember yesterday I was like, Do you wanna come and play? I'm playing, uh, or it might have been the day before, I was like, I'm playing Dead by Daylight if anyone wants to play, and you're like, maybe, if I don't play Monster Hunter. <laughs> I'm not going to try and talk And then you proceeded to play Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to talk about it too much this week, but I have been playing a shit ton of it still, so. Yeah, I've played bits of it. I haven't played it as much as, um, as last week, but I, I've certainly still played quite a lot of it. Um, it's safe to say we're both at Endgame now, so we've done all the the main storyline and all the high rank and stuff, and then now we're just at the, kind of at the end of yeah. it. Um, but anywho, we're not talking about Monster Hunter. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, no. It's very like, let's talk about Monster Hunter World. <laughs> nah, I've not been playing that. No. Well, what have, um, what have you been playing this week, then, that isn't Monster Hunter? <laughs> oh. Um... I did start with the Pokemon Ultra Sun Nuzlocke again. Um, I don't know if I got much effort to keep going for it, to be honest. <laughs> Where did you get to this time? Uh, I just... I didn't even get to the second island. I got to when I can go to the second island, but I just haven't travelled to the second island yet. Oh, fair enough. I know we've also both been playing a few multiplayer games together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we did. We played... Yeah. One of the big ones I think we'll probably end up talking about uh, is we've played a fair bit of Remnant from the Ashes now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've played probably about six, seven hours, would you say, around that? Yeah, and I'd say that's enough to kind of like have a good grasp on the game and sort of, you know, understand what's going on and be able to talk about it. Yeah, sort of the, the core mechanics anyway. Um, I also do want to talk about it a little bit because we've both been playing Star Wars Battlefront 2. I do want to have a little talk about that. Um, <laughs> we need to have a talk about Battlefront 2. Now sit yourself down. It's shit. No. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's not that bad. Uh, I also, first off, first of, um, one thing I do want to talk about, I started playing Days Gone, which is the zombie post-apocalyptic like zombie game. Oh yeah, I saw you playing that the other day. I don't like it. Oh, really? Yeah, I, there's just little things that I've played. I haven't played much of it. I've played probably a couple of hours of it. Um, but there's a few yeah. things I really am not a massive fan of. Um, so you've got a, a bike that you travel around on. That's like your your thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I imagine there's probably upgrades for the bike. So it's probably just because I've not upgraded it yet. But mm. an interesting concept is the bike actually run, runs out of fuel. Right. Um, so 
as you're traversing this massive map, you'll, I say slowly run out of fuel. That's a lie. You pretty much get to your destination and you're out of fucking fuel all the time. Mm. Um, and that's what's frustrating about it is that it take, you lose fuel so quickly. And when <laughs> you run out of fuel, you, you can't ride your bike anymore. So you have to find fuel. And it doesn't like tell you where it is on the map. You've just got to like hunt for it and hope that it's nearby, which would be an interesting concept if it didn't like run out of fuel like every two seconds. Yeah. But I'm hoping that maybe there's an upgrade that will on the bike that maybe makes fuel consumption a bit better or something. I'm I'm not sure. That kind um, of sounds like one of those annoying things. Like Death Stranding does a lot of this where it's realism. I don't think it's needed in a game, you know? Well, when that's the only, like, traversal mechanic, like, that quick traversal mechanic in the game, I mean, there is fast travel, but um, to get to A to B fast, you use this bike. And I like the concept where if you do use the bike, it's yeah. loud. So if you go past, like, a horde of zombies, uh-huh. it it wakes the zombies up and they will chase you. Um, yeah. So it's it does. So that's an interesting concept. You go past like a horde of zombies, or past like a nest of zombies, and the bike will wake them up. Which is yeah. A, and for example, if you're stealthily, um, you're like stealthing around to destroy a nest, and there's like people called marauders that sometimes will travel past, and they're on bikes. And if a marauder comes past when you're like sneakily and stealthily walking around, it will alert the zombies as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So then you've got to try and figure uh, figure that out. So the bikes are an interesting mechanic, but I, the fuel can, there's a few little bits and pieces in it that I'm kind of, at the moment, just started. It, they're already kind of niggling me, and that's not good when I've read up that the campaign can be around 60 hours of playtime. Jeez. See, the big thing and... I'd be wondering about with this game is, is there anything that sets it apart from all the other like zombie games, like... Dead Rising, Left 4 Dead, Dead Islands, you know, like, I, I get that it's meant to be more open world, isn't it? But apart from that, is, yeah. like, is it kind of just more zombie game kind of stuff? Or the, is there anything that really sets it apart from, from those games? So far, not inherently. There's, I mean, the, the Freakers, as they're called, they're not called zombies, because what zombie game or film ever calls things zombies nowadays? Wait, um, what are they called? They're called freakers. <laughs> wow, really? Um, yeah, they. And to be fair, if you get attacked by, <laughs> if you get attacked by maybe three or four of them, you're going to be fucked. It's not one of those games where you can just mow down tons of zombies. Um, yeah. Three of that, you take so much damage on everything. Actually, to be fair, not just them, but everything deals so much damage to you. But then again, mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's just because I'm at the beginning of the game. And I've not upgraded stuff yet because I yeah. know you can around the map. There's these little like research stations, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you turn on the power and then go inside them, there's always a an injector that you stab yourself with, and it either allows you to upgrade stamina, health, or what was the other thing? Stamina, health. I don't know. Yeah. And your good looks. Um, <laughs> No, I don't right. know what the other one is, but it's definitely stamina, health, and there's one other thing, but I don't know what that is. Um, but you have to choose what one you want to want to do. Right. Um, but then that comes into one of my other problems where I feel like this is why I stopped playing it because I got really angry. Um, 
because there's at these stations you've got to use fuel to um to turn on the generator and obviously when mm-hmm. the generator comes on it makes a lot of noise which any zombies nearby will be alerted to it um mm-hmm. and at the same time when you turn the power on these speakers start blaring out and you need to cut the the wires on them to stop them making noise um and that's that's fine but there's like a place where i'm at and i've cut down two of the speakers um and then the third speaker's a little bit of a ways away. So all the zombies are like converging on, on that speaker. But what I don't understand is I will be crouching and being really sneaky. Nowhere near the, the, mon- the zombies. And all of a sudden, all of them will just be alerted to me. And I haven't done anything to alert them. And they're just on me and I'm dead. And I'm like, well, well what do I do? Oh. What kind of like weapons do you get in the game? You, um... Your ammo is quite hard to come by. Um, I've got a pistol and a AK-47 at the moment, but if you don't have ammo for the gun, it's pretty useless, so you just drop it to pick it up. And then you can mm-hmm. also just grab random items like 2 by 4s baseball bats, uh, lead pipes, but they have a damage meter and they will break over time. Yeah. Um, and then you can craft other stuff, like in Dead Island, where you can craft a baseball bat with nails, and then you've got nails on a baseball bat. Um, and that makes it stronger apparently Um, so there's stuff like that but it breaks and it takes a good like 9 or 10 hits to kill something with those Um, so you can't even like take crowds out and you don't have enough bullets to take the crowds out so it basically makes you just want to run away but I'm fine with that if I'd made the mistake but I was nowhere near anything none of them were looking at me and just all of a sudden I got to a certain point near this thing and they all just turned and immediately ran at me but I hadn't done anything mm. so I don't know I am um, yeah I'm not having masses of fun at the minute and the main character seems like a bit of a dickhead <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at reviews and apparently one of the big criticisms of it, of it was the story yeah, so far, I've, yeah, it doesn't seem, so so far about two hours in, I, the zombie outbreak happened, um, yeah. someone you love got stabbed. Spoilers, God. Uh, for the beginning of the game, the first two seconds of it, um, so her, the person stabbed, they got on a helicopter and you're like, I'll come find you, and then I guess you're trying to find them. Right. Hello? Oh my god. Apparently I'm looking at apparently in Japan, Days Gone outsold two other PS4 exclusive titles at launch, God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. What? Apparently outsold that... it, but 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 most of the like reviews on it are kind of just average, like middle of the road. Well I'm probably stuff. gonna I'm probably gonna play it a bit more just to, to see. Um Yeah. It's free of a... two hours. Yeah, it's four, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I've picked it up. I wouldn't have bought it. Mm. Um, which is weird because most exclusives I'm all over. Ghost of Tsushima I bought, God of War I bought, Horizon Zero Dawn I bought. I think the only other game that I'm not that I was never too bothered about was The Last of Us. And actually it has a lot of Last of Us vibes in it. Really? Like open what, in terms world, of a game? Kind or... of like open world Last of Us, yeah. I don't know how well that would work, to be honest, because what I really liked about the original Last of Us is how tense a lot of the encounters felt. And a lot of that was because you're just in such a small enclosed area. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's like little marauder camps that you can take out, and like the and this is what I mean. The difficulty doesn't seem. I don't know whether where I'm at like the starting location, but I don't know whether the I'm not meant to be there because like the first mm -hmm. marauder camp had bear traps, um, mm -hmm. like sound trap wires that were hidden that you could step on, and you're just like, right. well, surely like then the first camp you come across would be a fair. It would be like one. Yeah, to kind of introduce it. But no, nope, and it didn't tell me about bear traps or anything. I just stepped on one and I was like, <laughs> guess there's bear traps. I kind of like that, though, having to, like, actually look for it yourself. But then if you don't know to look out for it, then it's kind of... Yeah, kinda but, and that'd be fine if it was, like, teaching me something. But as soon as I stepped on that bear trap, everybody was alerted. <laughs> they because my character me. is screaming like a dickhead. I mean, rightfully so. He's, He's got a fucking bear trap, trap dude. <laughs> yeah. What do you want him to do? He's go, ooh, out. Yeah, I want him to do what they do on Dead by Daylight. They that's scream in Dead by Daylight. Scream. Yeah, that's true, they do. Um, I don't know. I, I need to play it a bit more, but so far I'm not really impressed. It seems kind of generic-y. Um, yeah, it seemed it, if I'm completely honest. That's but why that's, I haven't picked it up. But that's why I, I think, which is disappointing, because that's why I think I like a lot of the PS4 exclusives, like they they do have like like God of War was very much did try and like take on the third person like action game, like it did step away from what it was. But I feel like it did enough for me. Obviously, you weren't a big fan of it, but I feel like it did enough for me to stand out enough that I enjoyed it on its own merit. Just like Ghost of Tsushima and Horizon Zero Dawn, I just feel like this game is kind of taking everything every mechanic in the last sort of decade and is going, let's just chuck everything and see what works. The problem you're sort of saying, though, to wrap up on Days Gone, and maybe you don't mean it this way, but it kind of sounds like it, is you're saying, oh, this is an, a, a Sony-exclusive game, therefore, by affiliation with these other exclusive Sony games, which are really good, this should be good, but oh no, it's not. No, yeah, that's what I think, but I think it's because Sony has knocked it out of the park with their exclusives. That I guess they're but it's different to studios. It. It's different studios working on them. Oh though, no, so you can't yeah, really it definitely like, is. But I'm pretty sure the studio that worked on this has done other really good stuff in the past, though. Uh, Ben okay. Studio. Let me see. Maybe I made that up. Yeah, I probably made it up. But I don't... Well, well, no, you're completely wrong because they worked on Bubsy 3D. Oh, that'll be why then. And now they're doing Days Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they also did the two Uncharted games for PlayStation Vita and a whole bunch uh, of other Maybe that's why it's just a bit generic then, because not in a horrible way, but they've not really had the budget by the sounds of it to do something no. on this scale. And you can you can kind of see that it's it is a good effort already, but it just seems like it's gonna fall short on a lot of places. <laughs> I've already had a I'm I'm sure they well. You're like, I'm sure they've done like good games before. It looks like game developed. First thing I see at the top of the list is Bubsy 3D. Yeah, now I definitely am not <laughs> holding up much hope for this game. Not that, not that you know, like we can judge them completely on that, but there's nothing else here. So, and know. like I said, you've like you said, most of those, like a few of those games are Vita games, aren't they? It's not like they've even been given the the development for like a big game. It's yeah, kind of like so maybe they're a bit games. kind of out of there. Yeah, I don't know, but I'll, I'm I'm gonna give it another chance. I'm just I think it's just that one pit really annoyed me, um, 
And then I got, because I saw them, I was, it was like, jump in this bin because you can hide in bins and stuff. So I hid in this bin mm. and like, maybe eventually they'll go away. Nope. I sat there for a good five minutes and the zombies just kept jumping on the bin, screaming, jumped off, walked around a little bit, then jumped on the bin and started screaming again. So I was like, what do I do uh, at this point? So I just turned it off. I was like, yeah. I'll just turn it off then. <laughs> but, um, um, but anyway. <laughs> okay, no, well, I was going to say, to kind of lead into to our next sort of thing, apparently the main character in, in uh, Days Gone was voiced by Sam Witwer, who if you don't know who that is, he voiced Darth Maul in the Clone Wars. He voiced Star Killers, Star Killer in The Force Unleashed. Um, so he's got quite a recognizable voice, and he's quite a popular voice actor. Well, well actually, like, I will, will say then, um, either I haven't played those, I haven't played those games in a long time, and I haven't watched the Clone Wars um, f- to see Darth Maul yet in it. But um, maybe he de- he definitely does a good job then, because I would not have immediately gone. He's Star Killer from from star wars now really i tend to find he's got quite a recognizable voice well, maybe when you maybe... hear it, it's different but for me personally i didn't think i think he's done enough to give it like an accent and stuff that he sounds fairly yeah maybe but maybe the segue was to talk about star wars and i've gone straight back down to has gone <laughs> no it's fine man but, like just but yeah just do whatever bro but i'm gonna i'll play it more and maybe once i've given it more of a chance than two hours um especially if it's meant to be like yeah. 60 hours maybe i'll um I'm just having a bad. Yeah. I'm just having a bad game on, at that point, and maybe it'll be all right. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but I know it's a very old game. But Star Wars Battlefront Two, um, we kind of have a love hate relationship for this game, don't we? Um, I don't really have the hate relationship with it. I'm completely honest. I I really enjoy it. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. I do enjoy it. I just have a few gripes. Um like design gripes like how often mm-hmm. heroes and stuff are allowed on the battlefield and oh actually interesting that you brought it up because i watched a video the other day talk about star wars battlefront 2 um i don't know who the guy is who made it i haven't watched any of the other stuff so i don't have context on what kind of content he normally provides but i assume he kind of keeps up to date with all the modern like shooters and stuff yeah because and just an interesting point he said about battlefront 2 is that Battlefront 2 is great for mindless fun, but if you're playing it to get good, yeah. especially at shooting as a genre, it's a terrible game for that. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. And that's the thing. We, Which I think is why I enjoy it so much. Yeah, we just mess around, don't we? Like We we're, we just, as long as we get to play as an Ewok, we're fine. Well, here's the thing I think about Battlefront, right? And I've kind of always had this, even, ever since like the old PS2 games is like you're in such a huge scale war and especially against online like sometimes so many people you spawn in as like a regular trooper and you run out there you're not gonna survive the whole game as that one trooper no i I think it's just impossible to expect that (laughs) unless you're like a god player for some reason yeah um so when i run in there if i can get a couple of kills then i'm happy and you know i don't mind dying i think my problem is i don't mind dying either i um I mean, that happens an awful lot. Um, but I think my problem I have with it is it's just because the older uh, Battlefield games that were for like PS2 and stuff, you weren't just... Battlefront. Battlefront, sorry. Uh, you weren't just handed the hero. Like, every time you, someone died, they weren't just handed a hero. You kind of had to earn your way up and then they kind of unlocked and gave it to you. But on this game, 
the heroes are just so quick that if you're someone who is really good at the game and by now there's people that will have done nothing but just play this game um mm-hmm. that you play that hero you just they just run around everywhere so it doesn't matter where you are a hero is going to like pop up and just mow you down because unfortunately they're, they're yeah. super strong and i think that's what bugs me when i have the games when you're just trying to have a bit of fun but that one hero just seems to be everywhere and no matter what yeah. you do there's nothing you can do i that's my problem like i have so much fun playing it in the games when i'm i'm not near a hero and we can just run around and have a few kills that's great like if you can avoid the heroes it's brilliant but it's just cuz they're so constant like as soon as a hero dies like mm-hmm. they're like Obi-Wan has left the battlefield and literally after that line finishes it's like Obi-Wan has entered the battlefield yeah I completely agree I I think it's two things with the heroes is that the cooldown is too short like you said like as soon as one dies and you pretty much get them straight away again the other thing though is I don't think they should have been given like upgradable perks yeah because it yeah. means that you've got this really powerful character from the get-go who is then going to be even more powerful by people who play heroes over time yeah. Um, the thing is that there there is an act there is a game mode where you can play just as the heroes, and I think the idea is to play that more so that you get the good perks for the heroes. Yeah, it kind of sucks to have to play a particular game mode just to get those upgrades and to make sure that your hero is on par with everyone else. I also feel like that's not like because there's so many people playing. There's like forty player matches, and I think it's like forty on each side, isn't it, or twenty on each side, something like that. Um, the mm-hmm. massive scale battles. I just find that there there are there will be people, and I know for a fact there will be people that will just sit on the loading screen or character select screen, just waiting for the hero to be available. Yeah, um, and that's a problem. And like, I'm I don't actually, if I'm honest, I could take it or leave playing a hero. I don't really like if like I happen on the odd chance die and a stroke of genius a hero is available. Yeah, I'll give it a go. I won't last very long, but I'll give it a go. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't care about, I just want to play like the normal, like having like a super battle droid fight or a droid car fighting like a clone commander and stuff. They're the battles I like when you're in like the big scale and you're just little clone troopers just mowing each other down. I just think the balance on the heroes is a little bit broken. But here's the thing though. Are you really going to have like a big scale Star Wars game like that where you can't play no, a Star Vader? No, of course. Always like Luke Skywalker. Yeah, no, of course. And, and the problem as well is that most of these characters were involved in these big battles. You can play as like Obi-Wan and General Grievous because they were a part of the clones. So it makes sense for them to actually be there. And it makes sense for most of them, most of these characters to be here, to be fair. It does, yeah. But um, just when they die, which they don't do in the... In the in they the need a, they need longer. Yeah, you need a cooldown, like I, a couple yeah, of minutes at least, just so you can run around yeah, and just piss about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I guess that's about balance isn't it because if the enemy team are super good and your team aren't and they kill the heroes mm-hmm. the heroes then the en- one enemy heroes just run riot until the heroes are back don't they i suppose it's about balance. Yeah. but anyway apart from that it's, I love it. it's it's one of those games where if you start doing well and getting enough kills early enough you give enough of a big boost to your team that it kind of it doesn't always like it doesn't always um, decide the fate of a match, though, because we've had quite a few games where it's kind of turned around and we were getting our ass kicked and then suddenly we're invading, like, their ship. And it's like, oh, okay. I'm honest, I don't understand how that works. 
I think what it is is a lot of people dropping out. Maybe. I think you maybe at the start of a match there are enough like good people and then maybe like they either disconnect for one reason or another, maybe they re- rage quit or just have to leave. And then, you know, they get replaced with bots and suddenly, you know, they've that team's lost all their best players. So so then it turns around. Yeah, like, but I don't know how the scoring thing works, like in terms of how you <laughs> win. Like, because it seems like we have points and they don't have points, or we both have points, but no points are going up, or just one team's points are going up. I don't know how it works. I just look at the screen. I'm like, oh, zero yeah. well, percent. That sounds normal. And I just, just yeah, run around. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I will say one thing really positive about the game, though, and this kind of puts it up there as possibly one of my favorite Star Wars games. Actually, gonna not gonna lie, is that if you're a Star Wars fan and you want Star Wars content. Holy crap, does this game have it? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> this game really has it. Like, this honestly does feel like an upgraded version of the PS2 Battlefront 2, which is what I wanted. That's what I wanted all these years when they said they were doing a new Battlefront. I was like, oh, man, just make it like the old Battlefront 2 on PS2, and I'll be happy. And they didn't. The first Battlefront missed out so See, much never, quality content. I never played the first Battlefront. I only played a little bit of it. It didn't have any Clone Wars I'm not even sure if I had much of a new stuff. It pretty much just focused on the, like, Empire uh, okay. era. Um, and, like, I know people don't like the prequels. I know Star Wars is often trying to, like, you know, step away from them. But, man, there's some good stuff in there, you know? Well, like, if you want a proper war battle game like this, you've got to include the Clone Wars. And I think the complaint, one of the main, I think two of the main complaints that that happened which i can actually say now i don't think are complaints anymore um obviously it's it sucks that at the beginning they were one the loot boxes were egregious in this game but i'm pretty sure the Mm -hmm. age it is now the loot boxes have either been completely taken out or just aren't i don't think you can buy loot boxes anymore i haven't seen a thing where it's like buy a loot box yeah so i don't think think they're in there anymore um so that's one positive Uh, it sucks that they they were in they were there at launch and they were so bad um but they're not mm-hmm. in there anymore. So if you fancy playing a Star Wars game now, you to know that, that that's not a problem. And the other thing people were complaining about mm-hmm. was on launch, there wasn't a whole lot of content. But mm-hmm. I can safely say now, again, you don't have to worry about that because you can do massive scale wars in the Clone Wars, in the um, yeah. M, uh, sort of the Empire side, and in obviously the new ones. Um, but if you don't like one of them, don't worry because you can choose to just play the maps and stuff from whatever like a era, yeah, era of the of star wars you want so i think we just yeah. play quick play don't we so we can get in quickly we don't really care who we yeah i'm happy i'm happy whatever but yeah and it's gorgeous let's just face it it is a good looking game yeah, I mean, like, for being such a big online game. with, And that's the thing with this game in particular as well, is, like, I know there's a good track record with games like Call of Duty and uh, Battlefield. Very often, those are, like, very realistic-looking yeah. games, so you don't have to do, like, all these crazy models and textures and giant spaceships and whatnot. But when you're trying to do the world of Star Wars, man, there's a lot of different planets and robots and like trooper designs and hero designs and spaceships and they really nailed it like 
they really knocked it out of a park on getting that Star Wars aesthetic and feel. Yeah, it's like when you're on Naboo, just an example. There's a map where you're on Naboo and you're in like the streets of the, in like the city, um, and you're you're fighting mm. the clones, fighting the droids, and there's like kind of two side areas sort of on the map that's got a few points and then there's no points in the middle but the middle has got a massive like open like roadway and trying to traverse mm. that was gunfire going everywhere like blaster fire everywhere like trying to traverse it yeah if you feel it gives you like the feel of like a war zone like a battle and it, you do feel yeah. like you're in there and for me what I find is more immersive and mm-hmm. what I really like is you can play it two different ways. You can be third person or on standard like characters, you can be first person. And that's so much more immersive. Like I know lots of people are going to be like third person because you can use your camera to see where their enemies are behind you and stuff. But I go first person because it's so like, um, what's the word? In- engaging and kind of engrossing to like be that clone trooper kind of like, running through the trees or or going across the deserts of geonosis is it yeah i can get that it's a a fun game so i would recommend if people haven't uh, kind of missed it for because of the problems at the beginning i would say now would probably be the best time to pick yeah especially if you're a star wars fan because it really does have like almost everything that you would want. And, and sometimes it is hilarious, even though I complain about the hero. Sometimes it's a hilarious if you're playing on the, the good side, seeing like loads of stormtroopers running away as around after them. Um, it, it, it's, I don't know. It, it's one of those games, isn't it, where you, you'll have a lot of what you're doing because so much stupid shit happens in it. Yeah, I really don't think it is meant to be taken that seriously. And the fact that it is based on Star Wars, which I know there's a lot of big fanboys out there, and I don't want to go too much into all of this, but let's be honest, Star Wars is a dumb franchise. And I don't mean dumb as in really bad. I mean dumb as in you're talking about a series where there's space wizards with laser swords. And I think they really lie into it. The the fact that you you can be running around the Death Star as an Ewok. I mean... What more can you sum it up from being yeah. silly? This Yoda's doing flips about. Um, I'd also want to say that I think the reason yeah. why the gunplay and sort of the mechanics are so solid as well is because it's not just any old developer doing this. It is mm-hmm. Dice that created this, and if anyone doesn't know who Dice is, they are the people that created Battlefield and still do create Battlefield. So it's got that pedigree behind it, where it's got the Dice um, name behind it. It's got the Frostbite engine, which was built for shooters. And you can really feel that when you play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, you know, if anyone was going to do it, like this kind of immersive game, which I think is one of the big things we we like about it, like they're, I will they're say, definitely I up hope, doing it. I hope you just have time though, to well. play it. Because <laughs> sometimes the maps can take a very long time to get through, yeah. but it doesn't make it boring. Um Um, because how it works is sort of you on some maps you stay on the floor till someone gets like on the the map planet until you get a hundred percent and then i think it mainly happens with the clones doesn't it then you like the the clone trooper then you'll fly up to the enemy spaceship you've got to try and destroy their spaceship but if you fail to destroy the spaceship in time you're back down on the planet and you basically reset the planet one again got to get one team back to 100 percent, 
And then, for example, if the other team wins, you're off to their ship to try and destroy it. And then you, if you fail, you're back down. Um, it just kind of depends how good your team is compared to the other. But I think it's only been a couple yeah. of times where we've... I think there was one, wasn't there, quite a while ago where we were playing on... Cor- not Coruscant. What is the the planet with the that all the cl- clones are bred on? Camino. We were on Camino, and we must have gone Camino. up and down at least three or four times. Um, yeah, they, they I mean, can normally do. if a team has rolled you in, in the main thing, they're going to beat you on the on the the spaceship as well. Well, there's a mode where you. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the older. I'm pretty sure the um, the newest ones, um, like era, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I think some of the maps on the Empire one don't do it either, because you don't do it on the Death Star, for example. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't do it when yeah. you're on yeah, not that's Endor, true. That's but true. a planet that kind of looks like Endor. It's like a d- jungle planet. You don't do it on there either. Um, so I think it just depends on the map. It's mainly the Clone Wars era, I think, um, that it happens on. But um, yeah, you can just choose not to do that. I suppose you can pick yeah. a pick an era. For, but is there anything else on Star Wars you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. No, it's just, it's good stuff. Like I, I feel like it's oh, got definitely. a real bad bum rap because of its launch, and it's a perfect example that, like you know, if you give a game time and let people kind of like put the love and craft into it, then you will end up with a good yeah. like product. Um, it just kind of sucked that I had to go through that like rough period, and so many people had to experience well, it. In that I think is a trend of newer games, and I hope that they it stops. And that is a lot of games. Obviously, not so much Battlefield because not Battlefront because it's a multiplayer game, but like live service games and stuff, and and like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven when that came came out, they're just releasing them too early or with not enough content because they're saying it's a live service and then i'd like but we've got a roadmap guys of stuff we're going to put in and then because it's not popular enough because it either didn't have enough content at launch or it came out too early they're just kind of it struggles because anthem is a huge example of yeah. that. like my one of my friends was so excited for it that he bought me and another friend both a copy on top of his copy because he really wanted to play it with people and it was just a huge letdown because it it came out way too mm-hmm. early. It had a hell of a it had development hell, um, and the roadmap that they promised just never came to fruition. And even now, they were like, "We're going to do an amp from two point It's going to be the same game but overhauled." And then there's been no news on that, and it's been about a year. But I imagine the pandemic's probably caused some issues there on that front. But um, it just seems like these sort of live service Marvel again, Marvel Avengers is another example. I've not played it, but I've heard nothing but awful things about it. Um, I just hope yeah. game companies learn that look, clearly this is not working. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. You know oh, I think it's that's like kind of wishful thinking. Stuff, they still crop up in places, don't they? Um, but yeah, is there anything yeah. else? Oh, actually, there's one other game I do want to talk about. Um, I won't talk about it for very long, um, but I do just want to put it on the radar. And it's a little indie game that I picked up on my uh, Switch uh, called Figment. 
Um, I bought it in the sale. I think it's normally right. like £10, but I bought it for about like £2.50. Um, and it is a cute little action mm-hmm. platform, uh, action like puzzle game. Um, and it's set in, I can't, yeah. I'm not sure if it's an adult or a child's mind, but you're set, set in like a, a brain. Um, so you, uh, and you're playing as sort of a mm-hmm. inhabitant of this brain that, that fights the fears this person has. Um, but it kind of starts a little bit generically. It kind of starts where there's yeah. been no fears for a while. So the, the main character has not been needed. So he becomes like a drunk and is just sitting in his, as a recluse in his own home, like with his memories of when he fought the fears and stuff. Um, and then very quickly you realize, oh, actually something terrible has happened in this person's life. Um, and there's fears are, are appearing in, in their brain mm-hmm. again. Um, and that they need this person to come back um, and, to, to come back and save them and at first they're a little bit reluctant but then when this like memory book is stolen he decides no I'm, I'm gonna go get my memory book back and it just so happens that in doing so he's got to fight the fears at the same time um and it's just this really cute like um look like indie title there it's where the brain is kind of really stylized where it's kind of almost hand-drawn and um like the bridges and stuff are like pencils and it's kind of really um like the artistic choice is just really nice and it, it's just a fun time i've had it's like a really easygoing kind of platformer yeah. um with a little bit of puzzle mm-hmm. elements um in it mm-hmm. and some of the humor is pretty good um as well there's a few little jokes in there that gave me a little bit of a charm but it it yeah. is and it, the music sounds like a good like little handheld probably tile. The, best part of it i mean that's why i bought it because i watched the trailer um and each of the fears have their own sort of music um and they sing their own song when you're fighting them which is a little bit cheesy but at the same time it just adds character to them and stuff and they all have their own kind of like genres like (laughs) the main bad guy's kind of got like a rock uh theme going on um it's just and just the music just in general it's just really 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 good it's probably the best part it's almost like the development we've got this really cool music what do we do with it ah, let's make a little platformer um to to go around it but i'd, I'd recommend it for that price i mean I, mm. okay i've done i probably a, a, about a third to a half the way through the game um but i've taken my time and like collected everything because there's like collectibles mm-hmm. you can get that you don't have to get of the way and you have to kind of like solve a little puzzle to collect them um and i've been trying to do that at the same time so it's taking me a little bit longer but no yeah it's a fun little i'd say it's a fun little game and well worth like 250 i'd say if you're if it's on sale again i would definitely recommend picking it up yeah oh cool um, but it's, it's kind of different cheap what we as well talk so. about cause it's not the kind of triple a or like um these big kind of games. It's just the art style and stuff. You see it, it probably wouldn't work as a triple A. It, it, you know, it's like an indie title and it works because it's an indie title. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the reason. That's got market though. Switch, you know, people will be attracted to it because of that. And it's like my indie. Mo- oh, yeah, exactly. So I play it. That's kind Nintendo of a perfect thing to play. My indie like, titles I tend to buy. On there, and any of the indie titles I had on my PlayStation that I really liked, I've already also bought on the the Switch as well. Yeah, 
anything. Yeah, um, we may run over a little bit, but we we forgot to we didn't really get time to do uh, to do an episode last week, so it's okay if it runs over a little bit. Yeah, two hours long. Um, let's talk about Renan. we'll <laughs> just talk about Renan, um from the ashes just until we've run out of things to say, I guess, and then we'll just end it on on that. Um, so, what is your opinion of it? Because I know when you first, yeah. when you first, I recommended it, you were really not a fan and did not want to buy it. <laughs> Man, you, you, yeah, you really had to like I, poke and prod me to get I it. You're like, get Remnant, point, and I'm like, but I don't want to. Play to. Like, I'm playing Remnant at the moment, and then I remember you texting back, and like, God, fine, I'm installing it. <laughs> Like you are so reluctant to give it a go, but it's not as bad as <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Okay, so well, before we get into that though, um, I looked up a trailer for it on the PS store and I was like, Oh my god, this looks really generic and kind of boring. I was like, Well, I'll download it, maybe it's fun multiplayer. I downloaded it and the game boots yeah. up in like a kind of not great character customizations. I mean, I mean, it's okay. Character customizations can either be really yeah. like lackluster, as in like Pokemon levels of in depth, or just way too over the top, like Skyrim levels of in depth. I think it kind um, of teases. So, you know, a if it's bit, anything in between those, um, then I'm fine. With it. Dark Souls doesn't but, have a, a massive character customization, um, like in terms of the main faces and presets and stuff. But I feel like it has a no. little bit more than this. I'd say this is probably more on the the other end of not having enough but i feel there's maybe just enough to get by yeah maybe yeah maybe but you go through that character customization and then you go through what's essentially the tutorial level of the game and that as well as the kind of introduction to the quote unquote story which maybe there is more to and i'm kind of just missing out on it but it didn't seem like it. Yeah. Um, man, this game is a bad start. Like, do not be put off by the first like half hour of this game because holy crap, you go yeah. for a really generic area, just having to bash enemies with your melee weapons. Then you get put into this what's basically the hub area. It's kind of like your filing shrine. Yeah, it's called game, Ward Thirteen. Related to Dark Souls. But you have to go around and talk to all these people. Yeah. You have to go around this area with an yep. absolutely useless piece of shit map, talking to these people who I don't care about. Oh my and god, it was awful. I was like, fuck me, is map really going to make me play through this? Torture again. Um, That's how kind of painstaking they are at getting you to talk to people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you decided to join. We did some multiplayer. And we went into the first level, and like everything just opened up it's like oh this is actually really interesting you can kind of go where you want you've got you know not too much of a choice of like different weapons and like abilities but it's enough to kind of to vary and be interesting and like oh my god my my initial thoughts of this game and i think the other thing that also you were really surprised at because i'd done about an hour before this so i'd played a little bit further in i think i'd taken out the first like tiny like sub boss wasn't actually a main boss but the first like sub boss and you were like so where do we go and i was mm-hmm. like well actually yeah i don't know because this doesn't act- the, the actual layout of the map was not the same as the layout <laughs> i'd played on um because that's the other thing that this game has is 
that the yeah. maps are procedurally generated. I mean, most of the stuff, like the assets and stuff, are the same, but kind of the layout they they switch it up on you. Um, so, yeah, yeah, man. Like, I don't really know where to start with it because, oh, I know where I know what to say actually, and this might kind of like sway some people who remember I've said this before. I remember saying on an earlier episode that yeah. shooting game needs to have a really interesting kind of mechanic or just something fun about it to draw me in because I don't really go for these type of games. I don't really go for like shooting games. Um, and yeah, this game does. This game really does. Like it's got enough interesting uh, mechanics and stuff that I'm like, I, I find this enjoyable think, and fun, um, even just mixes, like shooting down enemies. For me personally, it's, I think it's mixes. fun. You know? Uh, third-person shooter mechanics with kind of the Dark Soul-esque um, like difficulty really well. Um, and I think that's what's fun. It's like the char- the enemies are not too much of bullet sponges, like some like The Division, for example, uh, Destiny games like that. They they obviously, the, the further you go mm-hmm. in the game, the more damage than the enemies will take but at the same time you're upgrading and that's the thing as well you upgrade your guns and stuff uh, to be stronger so kind of as long as you are ca- uh, gradually upgrading your weapons with the, the curve you don't really have too much of a problem i mean there's times where we've been caught yeah and we've gone down a few times i think we have died um both of us at the same time once or twice but um overall it, once it, or twice the monsters, yeah, they're not bullet spongy enough. Um, they, they, you can do enough damage that you're not like, oh, I just want this to die. You're like, okay, I've got that one. Move on to the next thing. They, yeah, they have the same kind of design philosophy that Dark Souls actually does have, where instead of the game being hard because enemies take a shit ton of like damage and you're struggling to kill them, yeah. They, they make them difficult via enemy design. Like in this game, for example, you'll be fighting enemies and suddenly you hear like a, um, like a sound cue. And that means that, a, that like a different type of enemy has spawned. And it will be like someone who does like magic attacks that will hit you from afar. Someone who's like quite bulky and wants to do like big like combat hits. And that really like chains this shit up because the normal enemy designs are kind of just whatever. They're just generic guys. You can shoot them down quite easily. But yeah, they do because yeah. of these different enemy types that spawn, and they spawn a lot. It's not like you know they're rare. They will spawn almost like every other fight. It really changes up like how you're fighting and how you're dealing with them, and the difficulty because they can be quite difficult. Yeah, you know? when you hear that sound cue, me and you normally are like, oh shit, and that's the thing, and it's here. not like because um, it will be a, you get the same enemy. enemy over and over again when that audio cue, the audio cue, sorry, happens. You're not like, oh great, it's this again. There's like four or five different monsters like incorporate in that sound cue. Like for mm-hmm. like guys said, for example, there's this really big like guy that has like a massive sword that he will charge you down, but he takes quite he's more spongy, but that's because he gets up in your face and melees you. Um and then you've got like weaker ones where they're like these bow and arrow guys mm-hmm. and they disappear and like teleport to a different place and then they'll they'll shoot you with their arrows or um, they kind of do this attack that shoots this magic from the ground. Um, and then there's like a wizard that will shoot root rot at you. <laughs> and like, 
will cause you to lose health. Yeah, but it's yeah, which is like a status kind of variance to it that yeah. when this happens, you just you're not like prepared. That's the thing. It's not like Dark Souls where the more you play it, sort of you learn the enemy's pattern, you learn where the enemies spawn, you you know what's around the corner, you know you're like, oh, there's going to be a big guy there. You can be caught with your pants down. You can be like mm-hmm. fighting a horde of enemies, and all of a sudden you'll hear that audio cue, and you're like, "Oh God, why now?" Um, sort of, where's it going to come from? Because it could come from behind you, it could be in front of you. It, you yeah. don't know where it's going to spawn. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, "Crap, what am I going to do?" Um, and that's what. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do you know what else I think this game does that Dark Souls does really well in terms of its like gameplay that makes it really fun and kind of difficult um yes it yeah. gives you enough options to kind of vary your character and how you're playing in terms of like your weapon skills dark souls does the same it has the list of like the character classes and etc but it also then can give you a whole bunch of like different weapons if you know where to look for them which will change how you face like certain enemies and bosses um and this game kind of does something similar you know like you get these different perks on your guns to activate skills um, and you can get quite a few yeah, different I mean, ones, you have which your main, will you do really have, affect they do have, like, how you're playing the game. Stuff, like you do have your quote-unquote Estus facts, which in this game are called Dragon Hearts. Um, but like I said, we've got both got a skill on one of our guns that you can only use the skill when you've got that gun out. So you have to obviously prepare. And we've got it where it's kind of like an AOE heal, so we don't have to constantly use the Dragon Hearts. Um, because in this game, if you go down... Um, and you're playing with a friend, mm-hmm. you're not dead. You kind of have the whole um, mechanic that's been happening with like Gears of War made popular and stuff where you go down and start crawling about um, like you do in Battle Royale games now. Um, and if you've got a dragon heart, you use one to bring your friend back to life. Um, but if you don't have any, your friend's going to have to bleed out on the floor because you, you can't save him. It's kind of a catch-22 on whether you use your dragon hearts to heal yourself when you're getting low or to save mm. a friend sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of relating to that, though, and I don't know if this is a criticism. I don't know if I think it's a bad thing or not. But oh, no, definitely. I think this game is quite heavily geared towards multiplayer because unlike in... Because unlike in Dark Souls, where you can summon someone to help you for like a boss fight, and then as soon as that boss fight is done, then they just disappear back to their world, and you kind of carry on the solo. In this game, you can have someone join you, and then like that's it. You're just in multiplayer, like permanently, which is fine and enjoyable. But it does make me kind of think: Oh, is this game like well, I can actually decent if you are just playing on your own i can imagine it would be it would probably still be fun all those mechanics and stuff are there Um, one of them is if you're playing multiplayer for example i joined you because i was a little bit further than you when you started so i joined you so you didn't miss out on anything uh we got a few hours in and then Mm -hmm. when i went back when i left and was like right we're done for the day and i went back to the main menu i looked at my and there was no progress done on my save so i've effectively Mm -hmm. got yeah, so I've got your world further, but my world because is you joined exactly my where game. I started, and and I understand yeah. why they do that because my world is not the same as his or as yours, for example. Yours is they look completely different, um, but at the same time, that's mm-hmm. frustrating because if mm-hmm. you're playing with a friend, one of you has got to be under the guise that look, my world's not going to go anywhere. Um, 
Yeah, especially with such an emphasis play... on multiplayer that um... I think this game does have. Without you to try and catch up, because I wanted to catch my world up with with your world, um, so I played a couple of hours on my own, and that's when I started to see it kind of fall mm. apart. Because there was a boss, and I wanted to tell you this. I did message you actually saying I oh, just really? found a boss, and it was the most frustrating thing that I've ever played, um, in any like kind of boss wise. Because I think it was geared <laughs> really? for multiplayer. And not for single player. Yeah, there's a there was an an enemy. It wasn't a major boss because you kind of really? get like we've only really fought one big story boss. Um, yeah, which I found out is that is has like a unique design and that a unique on my, my save. Um, but there's like sub bosses along the way that can be I one of two be. monsters. I depending on what you're which is another really cool thing where like you could get a boss that is completely mm-hmm. different to the boss i fight so we have missed bosses along the way but they're normally just buffed up enemies yeah. of like the, the enemies that are already you've already been fighting but it's just a bigger buffed up version um and this boss in particular that i fought i can't remember the name of it but it's mm-hmm. concept is it's like one of those like normal tree monsters um that you you see about um but it's like a beefier version um, right and its gimmick is when you get it down to a quarter of its health it splits in mm-hmm. two well that, that's fine because you can manage fighting two monsters at once mm-hmm. um it also has an ability where one of the uh. two will start healing itself and you've got to shoot that one to stop it healing um and then when you get down to half health both of those splits are now there's right. four and then one of them will try and heal. So you shoot that one, that's fine. And then when you get down oh, to a quarter health, all four of them split to eight. So now you're mm-hmm. fighting eight enemies. Um, and then when they get to eight, mm. two of them heal at any one time. So you're trying to shoot two of them to try and stop them healing. But that wouldn't be the problem. My main concern is you can't kill any of them. Like They don't have individual health bars. And they all have a move where they hit the floor and they shoot waves of attacks mm-hmm. at you. And it's really hard to dodge through them. So you're trying to stop the two that are healing while like four of them are trying to do this. And they're doing like four in a row. Like one of them does it as another one does it. Dodging all these waves. It's just impossible. And you can quite clearly see that it's designed for multiplayer, that one. Um You say this though, um, and I'm not trying to defend this boss because honestly, I think it's a problem with a lot of the other bosses. So many of the yeah. bosses in this, in this game will have like enemies with them, and if you're familiar with like Dark Souls or Bloodborne or any of those games, like I think that one of the things people tend to complain about the most are the bosses that have extra enemies in with them. They just prefer enemies that are just like a straight up fight. And unfortunately, this game has so many yeah, bosses I feel where that you just have to fight so many enemy, enemies at the same time. Because you don't time. get very much ammo in the game. Um, and if you're fighting a boss, the bosses do take a lot of damage. So those minions that, that, are, that attack you drop ammo for you. So I think that's their kind of way of getting around not having a whole lot of ammo for you. Um, but my complaint with this boss primarily is is not 
yeah, first maybe. mind when there's minions. In this game, it's quite, it is still kind of manageable. You can just take out the minions and then focus again. But on this, because you can't kill any of them, you're always fighting eight things against one. Uh-huh. And they all are equally as strong, do the same moves, uh-huh. and the arena you're in is kind of that un- the, the listeners won't know, but it's that kind of underground, like abandoned subway kind of area and it's really enclosed and you can't really go very far right and it, i just think out of all the bosses i fought that one definitely was either really poorly designed um or was heavily in needed for multiplayer because we would have been fine or i would have been fine if there was a second person because one of you could have their attention while the other one shoots like the healing monsters the problem is you on your own, you don't have enough time to shoot the ones healing and dodge everything. Um, but that's only kind of a minor gripe for me because I think overall, mm-hmm. actually, the game yeah. is really fun. Um, yeah, well, one thing I want to bring up, and I don't know if this is just me maybe not being very good at the game, which <laughs> that's, that's not likely. I don't know if the different classes really affect you that much because yeah. I've gone for a warrior class because I'm like, oh, I get a shotgun and I get a big hammer to hit enemies with. That's very, that's very much up my street. So I went for that. And I tend to be the one who goes down all the time. And again, I don't know if it's just me being bad at the game or if it is just a fact that like maybe you shouldn't be a warrior class running well, in and trying to hit all these enemies, particularly kind of, ones with like loads of range kind attacks. Of mixed. Like, I don't think the game is designed for melee. I mean, we're not super good at the game anyway, um, but we've not played it actually on the grand scheme of things. We've not played it for super long. Um, we're only like mm-hmm. in the second sort of area, aren't we? Um, and so we've not played yeah, it super long. And I very much go for a different play yeah. style for you. You like to run in there and get stuck in where whereas i'm the opposite at the moment i, I like a shot i, I like a sniper if i can get a shotgun then I'm happy my, to my take heavy weapon is a sniper rifle so i'm kind of very far away so i'm not going down as often or taking as much damage because you're kind of taking all the aggro i imagine if i was with you you wouldn't have so much of the aggro from the monsters and you probably would be all right yeah but you are literally taking all the damage i'm using you as a meat shield and then popping enemies off that are aiming for you, so <laughs> well, it's nice to know I got my uses. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't mean it so much as like a complaint of a game. Start, I'm just saying, I like, I think I started, you know, as I, a long. I tend to notice it a lot. <laughs> and I've just kind of, it's, I've just my character's evolved into into that. So I don't think classes necessarily mm-hmm. are matter in this game so much. And I think that's also because of the trait system. Whereas, unlike leveling up in the conventional sense, you don't yeah. have all of the guess, traits yeah. unlocked at the start. You have to do things in the world a certain amount of times. And that sort of triggers a trait <laughs> to, to appear. Um, like there's one that we definitely don't have. And you have to kill a team member 10 times and then revive them and that unlocks a trait god knows why um but it's a we won't ever get it if you're not (laughs) killing your teammates yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Which I kind of like because you can then use your level up points into those particular traits and, you know, like level them up and get more stats and whatnot or abilities. Um, yeah, maybe. But I am kind of wondering if it would be better if they were just all available. Because I'm, kind of, I'm the kind of guy who does like unlocking stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm also like, well, what if there's a really good trait later on that's going to severely affect I... my like melee capabilities? And I just don't have it unlocked yet. So I'm kind of being so you've got going into melee, but there's something really good later times, on and, that like I've got to um, wait for. There is um, there also I think yeah. the main downfall oh, is so. you can't respec. I did look online and apparently you can't respec your character until you've completed the game. So if there is a trait that you like the look of, but you've invested heavily in something else, well, I'm for, well yeah. it looks like it's kind of tough until you complete the game. And then by then, mm-hmm. are you really going to be playing it like as much if you've already completed it? Yeah. don't know like maybe well there's something actually, maybe there's like more when i was mission playing, selects or something you um, can do i don't catch know. up on my save um i actually have a different i actually have a new armor set that you won't have mm-hmm. and i have that because you know the little side areas that you can get like there's like secret little yeah. side missions you can do okay um that take you like into the underground and stuff like that one of mine took me to something called leo right. i think it's leo uh, leo's laboratory and it was this tiny little like laboratory area where you had to kind mm. of turn the power back on mm-hmm. and, um kind of to progress the story where well, you know where we when we were doing it there was um we were going through kind of like the almost like a swampy area that took us to that weird giant furball thing that spun around well, instead of getting that, I had this underground like laboratory area. Yeah. And yeah. to get this new armor set, there was like this teleporting device that would teleport you behind locked oh, doors. Okay. However, if you turned off like the security measures, it doesn't tell you this um, in the game. You just got to luck out. If you turn off the these teleport uh, like constraints, it will randomly teleport you to different areas of the lab. And one of those areas is an area yeah. you can't get to unless you're teleported there and it is like a mm-hmm. room full of loads of burning corpses but in the next kind of room off from that is a whole armor set which actually i think would probably work well for for a melee build because it's really chunky um it's very chunky and like you can't roll with it because it's that no, it's typical you can't, like, roll with it yeah um so i think it, that would probably be the thing because you can re-roll mm-hmm. your adventure so potentially yeah. if you've completed the game and you haven't got all the armor and whatnot you could probably re-roll and hope that you get that like sort of outcome yeah that's something that i quite like about the game though is like the the environments really change up and become more interesting and the things you do in them become interesting yeah like in all the gameplay trailers and stuff you're just kind of in the boring desolate city that you start off in yeah and it's that, just kind of a post-apocalyptic a boring area, city, to be honest like so many games have done that kind of level layout before but then yeah, but then after we went through like that swampy which, area, we got we went to this like weird me temple no place, which I guess is part of a story, but still like yeah, and, it, 
and then you used it and was fine. What the yeah, fuck? you died in an elevator, effectively. <laughs> I was, I was literally about to say to you that, like, as like a like a bit of a running joke. Yeah. There, like, oh man, this looks kind of dangerous. Why don't you go first? And as soon as you stepped into it, you just died before I could even like say that happened. Yeah, I think that was just a quick little like bug or glitch. Yeah, we're but, now like yeah, Viegas are just really like a, they're a lot more interesting than I thought they were going to be. Desert, like so world, varied, aren't we? That that kind of the side areas are like alien like village kind of area. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to bring up one of those. Like, we went to one of them, and um, we got cursed, and our health was dropping as we had to run through that mini temple. So you get such interesting little like mechanics like that kind of crop up on you and affect you. And necessarily, you yeah, won't it just get keeps that, the game fresh like, and interesting. So that's kind of um, is a good thing. Like, you can I would potentially will roll that world on my save, mm-hmm. and it's not yeah, going to be true. the same. Like it won't look the same anyway in terms of like layout, and potentially that temple won't be there. But at the end yeah. of that temple, it gave us a really cool like skull club, which I've been using, um, which necessarily you won't get every time. So I think that's nice. Where sometimes I would be a little bit grumpy mm-hmm. that oh, what's keeping me from getting items and stuff? But if the other version will give me something else, I'm okay. I with miss that. out. The place is going to be fresh, different. Yeah, I agree. Want to re-roll and run a dungeon? Um, so far, I am. So God. Yeah, I think part of, I think part of that comes down to prior knowledge, though, because if I went into like Dark Souls, not expecting to have that kind of roguelike element of re-rolling like weapons and dungeons and areas, um. And I yeah. wanted a particular thing and thought it was going to be there and then suddenly it's not. I'd be a bit pissed off. But getting to something like uh, Binding of Isaac or whatever where, you know, it's quite obviously a roguelike sort of game and I know that it is, I don't mind because I know that's an aspect of the game. So you told me about that kind of random element well, of this game. So I'm kind of happy you that is you going know through the, knowing the that there might be some stuff I've um, missed. What's it called? Willy? Um, in the helicopter. My area, that area of my game, mm-hmm. he's not there. So, yeah, so he's completely not in the game. So I wouldn't know he's there. Um, oh, really? Oh, really? And if I re-roll, then he'll be there eventually in one of the re-rolls. But that's the kind of thing. Huh. Like, he's com- That's a completely different storyline. Like, it, he's not there for me. Um, so it's kind of a thing where that kind of incentivizes you because you can re-roll smaller dungeons. Yeah. Um, which I assume are going to be the same sort of areas. I imagine the sand area is its own dungeon. The mm-hmm. um, city area is going to be its own dungeon. Um, but you can run smaller condensed versions uh, to maybe get bosses, to unlock boss items, or yeah, you yeah. can re-roll just your whole adventure area, and then that will switch it up, potentially will give you new stuff like that. Do you know the catch-22 of that whole is, random yeah. element, though? That's why you have the multiplayer settings the way it is, where your world won't progress with mine. Um, and I think for that random element, it's fine. 
My problem though is like with a rogue, yeah, with a rogue like game like that, you're you're relying on the replay factor. So with something like buying deck, I'm going to play it like a bunch of times in one sitting because I want to, you know, keep rerolling the dice effectively and see what different bosses I get, see what different weapons I get. My problem with a game like this is that it seems really big enough so that it is like just a one run through kind of thing. And I well, don't I know how much I'm going to sort again, of play through again just to see what different confirm, aspects I, I there are to it. That's why there's two versions of the reroll. There is the whole adventure reroll where it rerolls the entire adventure like of that area to its fullest. Um, like mm. the whole city area again, or a smaller condensed dungeon one, um, mm-hmm. which has you run through. So potentially it's just a case of you can still re-roll for maybe armor and stuff on the dungeon one. But again, I haven't actually got there to do that, so I can't actually say for sure a hundred percent what it does. Um, but uh, so far, I am I am really enjoying it. I think yeah, people who have yeah, compared to Dark Souls, they're, they're not wrong. It definitely has its Dark Souls like elements, but I think it does enough um, differently to kind of warrant its own thing. Yeah, I know. Crash Bandicoot yeah. with Dark Souls. Man, I I get tired of everything getting compared to Dark Souls now, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can Okay, that is like way too like far off. But I can understand with a game like this that there are aspects that are like similar to something like Souls. The fact that there's like limited health supplies that restock when you sit at a certain place or when you like rest up. There are effectively like quote unquote bonfires. Um again, there's boss fog no, and whatnot. We don't, but, but that's just what the what happened. I don't know. Do we have to compare of, everything to Dark Souls? became so popular, wasn't it? It's it's a the fact that everybody kind of then tried to to do that it's the same with um well it's the same with anything really anything really big and popular is gonna cause spin-offs yeah but um but like i said i yeah. think because everybody read reviews and stuff they compare it to dark souls because nowadays because dark souls was the quote-unquote first really difficult adventure game like it wasn't yeah like, in terms of this genre the what it built up it was the first of its kind um everybody compares it to dark souls because it it was such a high standard to begin yeah. with but like i said this thing does enough that i i wouldn't really compare it to dark souls yeah it has dark souls elements but i wouldn't say quote unquote it says dark souls ripoff necessarily yeah yeah, I wouldn't. Not like I wouldn't say, "Oh, this aspect of the game is bad Lords because it's done better." Which are quite like clearly ripoffs of kind of the whole thing. Like Lords of the Fallen is almost a carbon copy of what they wanted with Dark Souls, but it's just a really awful, like inferior version of it. And you can really see in that they haven't done anything really to try and stand out. Um, they've just tried to copy. Whereas, like this one has done, has has gone. Yeah, we we like that kind of genre. But we want to do our own twist on it, and they they certainly have, and I I respect them for it because it's not a hundred percent perfect, but it is enjoyable from what we've played. Mm. No, yeah. I know, no, yeah, I know. That wasn't me trying to like 
get at you, by the way, in particular, for comparing it to Dark Souls. I think the big thing is when games like fucking the Crash Bandicoot games start getting compared to Dark this Souls. This is I'm why like, okay, there's guys, a YouTuber you I really like, like called Indiana. Let's turn that down a bit, because there's no um, <laughs> And he was very much, he started as a Dark Souls YouTuber mm-hmm. and he used to do top 10 lists of Dark Souls but then he started like doing full playthroughs of games and like doing compilation clips and what I think is really funny is he kind of leaned into that Dark Souls thing so everything is something Souls like Hollow Knight is Hollow Souls and um, Bioshock is like uh, Dark Shock it's not he just goes Dark yeah. Souls he just goes Dark Souls. It's still just Bioshock, but he used to do everything was like Souls. <laughs> yeah, do that one, huh? Souls <laughs> twist on it. Um, just because it is so stupid at this point. But you can't talk about games like this without mentioning yeah. that people will compare it to Dark Souls, But which is why I wanted to say, yeah, it does have those elements, but it's, I don't think you can really class it as a Dark Souls. But, yeah. But... No. Yeah, I don't think you should make a full comparison to something like Dark Souls, but you can point out any small connectives and be like, yeah. oh, it's Dark Souls. It, and this, again, that, this particular like, mechanic or aspect of the game is Dark Souls Dark inspired. Souls, I wouldn't say 100% you're going to enjoy this game. Mm. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. And. Um, I've, I think I kind of lucked out in yeah. there just being enough stuff to keep me interested yeah, I don't in think enjoying it. Plus, like, playing with solo, someone is enjoyable, so but you can say that about, like... We have a, laugh a, a joke, like, when I fell to my death immediately um, at points. But that's just us anyway. I think I could play any game with you, even if it didn't work and we would have fun. Yeah. Yeah, it it makes me want to bring something up, but what man, it's way too big of a conversation to bring up like now this far into the podcast. Maybe I'll try and save it for uh, for next time. It was, it was something that a long time ago, um, the the YouTuber Turtle Biscuit, who's obviously passed away now, um, he did a video on I think it was Borderlands Two, and. Basically, what he said is that one of the big selling points of a game is that yeah. it has multiplayer, and this game is very fun to play with friends, which it is. I enjoy playing Borderlands 2 with friends and with you. But can you really sell a game on the fact that it is fun with other people? Because you could sell anything on the fact that it's fun with other people. <laughs> I could sell the fact that watching paint dry with you would probably be more fun than watching paint dry by myself. That doesn't make the activity actually good or any or actually better. But the fact yeah, of the can, point is that no, anything can, I, is fun with another person. Um, but we'll, but yeah, we, yeah, we can let's, maybe talk about that uh, not next week. Um, but anyway, that was that was just us rambling about a few games. It wasn't as... Um, mm. We didn't stick to one game this time, which I, which I kind of like. I like talking about other things. And I've been really excited to talk about Figment because, like I said, that that game's not a game which I've ever heard of. And I haven't heard any mainstream people playing it. But it's one of those games where... It doesn't look like it's anything special. And if I'm honest, it's not going to mm-hmm. sell millions of copies and be the best game in the world. But if if I got one person to try it out because they thought it sounded interesting, then I would do it because I really would highly recommend yes. that game. That would probably be my ending quote for me personally. would be it's like, if you can, play Figment because it's only 250 at the moment. So it's not like you're going to lose much. And you might have an enjoyable few hours.
Yeah. It was nice being able to talk about like something like Battlefront 2 as well, because that game has been out for like a bit of a while. Yeah. It had a bum rap when it came out, so it was nice to have like give it the bit more support if it My you know, favorite people are interested. What was your favorite part of the podcast, Jimmy? Oh, fuck you, Jimmy. Um, well, <laughs> that's uh, it. Well, so thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> uh, sorry that we didn't have one last week, but um, yeah, we're, we're just not great at the minute at scheduling. But fingers crossed, we can try and keep a little bit of consistency um, going forward. But if it isn't some weeks, sometimes it, it might just not be feasible. It might be too mm. too busy. Work might be getting in the way or whatnot. So if it if it doesn't come out, we're we're sorry, but we are we will still still keep going and hopefully we'll try and do it every week but we i don't mm-hmm. want to say for definitely it 100 percent will because uh, life sometimes gets in the way um, but anyway thanks for listening everybody and we will see you in the next one yeah bye jimmy you fucking <laughs>